Hey, Disney fans, looking for the latest Disney news? And interviews with some of Disney's biggest stars? Well, have we got the podcast for you. Welcome to D23 Inside Disney. I'm Tony from Good Morning America. I'm Jeffrey from D23. And I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. And together we are taking you Inside Disney. Hello, hello. Hello. Tony's back. back. Hi, friends. Hi. Hi. Welcome back. You sound better than ever. Thank you so much. How is everybody? Hanging in there. What have you been up to? So you guys, I got to go to Philadelphia this week for GMA with Robin to surprise a deserving teacher in school with Abbott Elementary's Quinta Brunson. How fun. That is amazing. Is it still online? Did you post it? Is it on the socials? Yes, yes, yes. You can go to my socials or just goodmorningamerica.com. But it was a wonderful surprise. It was so great to meet Quinta in person. She is small but mighty and she's so much fun. And I'm so excited for Abbott Elementary to come back from their mid-season break, you guys. Yay. Yay. That's that's awesome, Tony. Hmm. Jerry, what have you been up to? What have you been up to? What have I been up to? Everyone is asking. I watched the first two episodes of The Proud Family Louder and Prouder on Disney Plus. You guys, it's so good. They did such an incredible job updating it for 2022. The voice acting is just as incredible as you remember. The animation is like somehow even cooler. The original Mm -hmm. theme song from the original series, classic. That got a little update too. I'm never hitting skip intro on this show. It is incredible. I said incredible Uh, three times and I could not mean it more. (laughs) (laughs) Jeffrey, how about you? Well, upon the advice of our guest from a few weeks ago, the fabulous Susan Egan, I headed down with my pal Bruce, who's the editor-in-chief of Disney 23, and we went to see Disney Princess, the concert down in Anaheim. (laughs) Thanks to my good friend, Danny. So shout out to Danny at Disney Music. Thank you for that. It was even better than I thought it was going to be. And I had, you know, I thought it was going to be pretty great. But Susan, of course, is just unbelievable. Huge shout out to Cindy Winters, who I had gotten to meet at our Destination D23 event in November down in Orlando. The incredible Ariel Jacobs, who was a Jasmine on Broadway, and Annalise Vanderpool, who mm. I knew from Raven's Home. Yes. But I didn't realize she was a Broadway belle, like Belle on mm. Broadway. And what an incredible singer. Totally floored. Benjamin Rahala, who's the musical director, was just charming. And Adam Levy came in to uh, pair with some of the women and for some great duets. The four-part harmony of Into the Unknown that Susan mentioned, it took my breath away. It was incredible. I highly recommend it. If if you want to see dates, they're touring through the year at disneyconcerts.com slash princess. You can get more information there. Definitely amazing. And they had some incredible gowns. And speaking of gowns and weddings and all the sparkle, Coming up on the show, we have Disney fairy tale weddings, Corey McFan, who is going to be talking to us about some wild proposals and the most surprising place where you can get married at Walt Disney World. So stay tuned for that. The most magical. Big fan of Corey McFan, you guys. So mm. yeah. yeah, we're McFan fans over here. <laughs> oh, I like it. We're McFanning out. <laughs> uh, but first, of all, we get a lot of news. 
The Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser officially opened this week. Last week, we sent our intrepid Ooh. reporter, Zach Johnson, down to experience the Halcyon in all its glory. He wrote an incredible story. He wrote several incredible stories for D23.com. I really love the seven burning questions answered about Galactic Star Cruiser. So for all of you with questions, Zach really digs it in and uh, gets some very important answers, food, what to wear, data pads, a lot to figure out there. Head to D23 to check that out. Well, here on planet Earth, Disney Plus just released the trailer for Better Nate Than Ever. Yay. It looks so funny. It's a feel-good comedy adventure with all kinds of show-stopping musical numbers. And it's going to be on Disney Plus exclusively April 1st. We get to follow a 13-year-old Nate Foster who has big Broadway dreams. His only problem is he can't land a part in the school play. So... <laughs> Here's to hoping he proves everyone wrong. I can't wait for this one. It also stars friend of the pod, Joshua Bassett. Lisa Kudrow's in it. It's written for the screen and directed by Tim Fetterly of High School Musical, the musical the series fame. And it's based on his book. I actually read his book years ago before High School Musical, the musical the series, and it's so charming. So I'm looking mm. forward to see how it's adapted. Well, Marvel fans rejoice. Mark your calendars. On March 16th, Disney Plus will be adding Marvel live action series titles to its catalog. Yes, there is more. So titles like Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, The Defenders, The Punisher. And, you know, some of these titles are not quite for the little ones. So with that, with the addition of these titles, Disney Plus is also releasing an update to its parental controls that will prompt all subscribers to update their settings and includes an option to select content rating restrictions for each of your Disney Plus account profiles, as well as a pin to lock your profiles too. So we're getting very high tech here. Very fancy. I feel like I'm going to be locked out, Tony. I don't know about you. <laughs> <I know. laughs> we need You're Dylan to handle your controls, Jeffrey. <laughs> yes, exactly. There you go. I love it. And Tony, let's not forget now coming to the US, it's been in some of the other territories, but Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., one of our favorite shows, and we've had some of the talent from that show on the pod in the past. Yes. So very exciting that that's going to be making its US debut on Disney+. Plus. Yay. Woohoo. Well, you guys, it's officially March. Which means it's like almost Christmas, but in more relevant, <laughs> sane people news. It is turning red month. Yes. Coming to Disney Plus March 11th. And Disney just released the brand new, iconic, lively bop of a song from Turning Red featuring Phineas and Billie Eilish. The song is called Nobody Like You, but like the letter U, because it's, of course, the early 2000s pop spelling. It's yeah. like straight from 20-ish years ago. It is so good. We've got the washed out vocals. We've got the synth beats. We've got the stacked lead vocals. And Billie Eilish is on backing vocals. Phineas voices Jesse, who's one of the singers in the group from the movie Four Town for Asterisk Town, by the way, again, very early 2000s, <laughs> together with his bandmates, including friend of the pod, Jordan Fisher. Hey, so many friends of the pod. So many friends of the pod. Hopefully Phineas and Billie Eilish are future friends of the pod. Just going to throw that out there. Mm -hmm. I like mm -hmm. that. They wrote two additional songs for the soundtrack, the other two being One True Love and You Know What's Up. Again, you, letter U, that's how you know it's good. You can see the lyric video for Nobody Like You on the Disney Music Vivo YouTube page and March 11th, so soon, turning yeah. right on Disney+. Plus. 
I mean, I love any song that uses tummy in a rhyme. <laughs> yes, thing. more songs. For anyone who might be with... questioning that, I've actually watched it and listened to it. Oh, no, I have. I don't doubt it. Well, speaking of Disney music, here we go again. I'm just on repeat now. The Encanto soundtrack is now number one on the Billboard 200 chart for the seventh non-consecutive week. Amazing. Yes. That is fantastic news. Another movie news, James Mangold is going to be directing a Buster Keaton biopic for 20th Century Studios. So huge fan of his. He directed Ford versus Ferrari, and he just wrapped photography on Indiana Jones 5 with Harrison Ford. So uh, looking forward to that in the future. Love it. Well, capping off our Disney news for the week, SAG Awards. Boop, 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 boop. (laughs) Award show update here, you guys. Shout out to the teams behind the eyes of Tammy Faye, Dope Sick, and uh, West Side Story for winning awards at this year's 28th Annual Screen Actors Guild Awards, uh, which is such a tee-up to the Oscars. Hello on ABC later this month. Cannot wait. Ooh, you hear that? You know what it's time for? Ooh, love that sound. Churros? Well, it's always a good time for a churro, Tony. But right now, it's time for five fantastic things to watch this weekend, presented by our friends at State Farm. For complete listings and details, you can visit d23.com. And remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Sherry, what's up first? Up first, I'm excited about all five fantastic things. There's a lot of Pixar coming up, which makes sense. It's turning red month. I can't say it enough. Okay, first up, Coco. (laughs) That'll air on Disney Channel this Friday at 5 p.m. Oh, get the tissues ready. You know you're going to need them. Uh, Always. I may need some tissues for the new episode of Shark Tank, which is also on Friday, March 4th. (laughs) I mean, there is a plant-based natural hair care line. There's a solution for dog parents to keep their dogs calm during loud events and a healthy snack made from an ancient superfood. Hopefully the food itself is not ancient. It just existed a long time ago. (laughs) Might upset my tummy if we're going to go back to the word tummy. (laughs) And on Sunday on Disney Plus, celebrate the two-year anniversary of another Pixar favorite, Onward. Get those tissues back out. Just keep them with you all weekend. You're going to need them. It's true because you might need them again for Brave because (laughs) that is going to be airing Sunday at three o'clock on Disney Channel. I mean, gives a whole new meaning to the phrase mama bear. Well, honestly, if you tune over to ABC, just keep the tissues out as well. Uh, The new episode (laughs) of The Rookie airs Sunday, March 16th at 10 p.m. on ABC. On to today's guest, who has been at Disney for more than 25 years. She has planned more than 500 weddings and has worked with stars you may have heard of, including Jordan Fisher and Mariah Carey. She's worked on the series Disney Fairy Tale Weddings, which is easy to watch on Disney Plus, by the way. And she's taking a break from cakes, gowns, and champagne to chat with us today. Please welcome Disney Fairy Tale Weddings, Corey McFan. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Tony. It's so nice to be with all of you. Thank you, Jeffrey. Thank you, Sherry. Good to be here today. So happy to have you here. So I love that when you came to Disney in 1995, you already knew you wanted to work in weddings. Can you tell us about that and how you knew? Well, you know, I guess looking back, it's a little, I guess, fate or serendipitous, but I was graduating at the time from the University of Alabama 
And it was a couple months before I graduated and I literally saw Weddings of a Lifetime and saw Disney's Wedding Pavilion for the very first show on the Lifetime and I was smitten. And you know what, I got here to Disney, it wasn't my first job, but eventually I kept knocking and networking on that door and eventually they said, fine, you can answer the phone. So I guess the rest is history from there. <laughs> I love that. That's fun because uh, Becky Klein, who runs the archives, she actually started not at the archives, even though that's where she wanted to be. And she started at answering phones and, you know, the magic of Disney. That's right. So after I started answering the phones, I had the pleasure and the privilege to be around this brand for many, many years. So I've planned weddings. I've also consulted on weddings and then also steward the brand as well. So it's been a privilege and a journey. And I also got married with us. So I'd be remiss not to mention that as well. So yay! And I'm a customer too. So we have to ask this. I'm sure there are many to pick from, but what has been the Disney fairy tale wedding that surpassed even your imagination? Wow, that one's a hard one for me to answer because myself and our team have done so many beautiful weddings over the years. I think I'm going to kind of answer it a little bit, probably, you know, more holistically. What I love is to see a couple really enjoying themselves. Like what our job here at Disney's Fairytale Weddings is to match you up with your style of your wedding and your venue. So when people are having a great time, to me, that is the most excellent wedding you can go to. I've seen a lot of weddings over the years, but probably most recently, I'm kind of smitten right now a little bit with Disney's Animal Kingdom. Mm. I love a tree of life wedding. I love the Pandora weddings. I think that one right now is kind of up in the ranks for me, if you will. And I really like Epcot too. So, so many places to get married, but um, some of those are kind of probably my favorites recently, if you will. And I'd be remiss not to say Magic Kingdom as well. So many places, I guess I'm uh, hard to, hard to come just down to one, I guess, right? <laughs> I love it. Um, well, Cora, we, we saw the new dresses inspired by Snow White and Jasmine. How do you work with designers to make sure the dresses have the essence of the character, you know, without becoming a, a costume? That's a great question. So we are really proud of our Disney's Fairytale Wedding dresses here. And our partner is Allure Bridals, and they have done a magnificent job. We launched in 2020 with them. So this collection you just saw was just as beautiful as the last. Um, but you know what? They're really leaning into the character spirits, qualities. They're also playing into relevant fashion today. But I think they've done a really nice job of making sure that they're relevant, modern, and sophisticated. So I really think they play nicely into the modern fairy tale. And they're so pretty this year. I mean, I think it's hard to choose which one you like the best. I think they've all got really sophisticated cuts to them and wonderful accessories. There's some jackets, there's some capes. So I really think there's something for everyone in there. Is there like a symbol or something within the design itself where you could go and know that that was inspired by Jasmine or influenced by Snow? I think it's the cut as well as the bias on how they're cut, but one that comes to mind specifically is Belle. It's a beautiful brocade. If you really lean in and look with all of the beautiful stitching and embroidery, it's beautiful roses going all down the back of one of the gowns, which I think is beautiful. Hmm. And then also this year's extra special. We were able to work not only with Allure Bridals and our Disney Fairytale Weddings collection, but we created a 50th anniversary dress inspired by the most magical celebration on earth, Walt Disney hmm. World's 50th anniversary. And that dress sparkles and shimmers, but it also has these little bursts that almost look like fireworks that crawl up the dress and are beadwork mm -hmm. and the beautiful sparkle. It's unbelievable. So we really got more literal, if you will, on that one. If you really lean in and get to see and have the pleasure to see that dress up, 
you know, it's got the burst of the fireworks from inspired by all of the nighttime spectaculars. So I'd have to say that dress this year really stood out. And what I love about it is ourself and Good Morning America give that out to one lucky winner. So we're excited that we're able to share the magic and the 50th a little bit wider. And whoever wins gets that dress custom fit to themselves. Ooh, shout Amazing. out. Kind of fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of things that are sparkly, we were recently talking on the podcast about the new Disney fairy tale carriage created for Disneyland Paris's 30th anniversary. We also read that it has 13,000 Swarovski crystals. We need to know, did you personally count them? Do you have maybe a couple hundred thousand spares that you need a gal to hang on to? Just let <laughs> me know. <laughs> uh, I wish I had a couple hundred thousand to help you hang on to those. Our newest coach and our coach fleet is absolutely beautiful. I mean, just imagine getting married, not only with us at Disney's Fairytale Weddings, but at Disneyland Paris. It's absolutely gorgeous. We're so excited to be part of the 30th anniversary of, you know, Disneyland Paris. So it was a complete honor for us. People loved it. I think it was a nice surprise and delight. Um, we had a lot of new news this year. So now I think there's more global destinations with more product offerings that we can offer couples from around the globe. It's absolutely beautiful and spectacular. And to your point, it's very sparkly. <laughs> well, you also do proposals. Is there a particularly memorable proposal that you recall? Oh, proposal. I, what I love about proposals is they're so impromptu and they're so organic and they're so natural. And I love that, like, obviously the most popular places are, you know, certainly in front of our castles, right? To drop on one knee. I like the spontaneity of them. What I'm seeing now and what we've seen probably for the last five or so years is really making it a family affair. So very rarely do you now just see the couple. It's normally also their friends are with them or the families are with them. So it seems to be a little bit more, you know, leaning into a lot of people surrounding them that really love them. And that's a lot of fun too. Some of our most popular locations, Epcot's popular. There's popular locations at Disneyland Resorts. This past weekend, we just had our wedding showcase at Disneyland Resort for Disney's Fairytale Weddings. And a gentleman dropped on his knee in the middle of the showcase and, you know, right in front of our Rose Court Garden, you know, asked and proposed right there. So what I love about a proposal, it is so organic. And I love when day guests are around, whether it's in a park or a resort or anywhere on Disney property or even Disney Cruise Line, if you will, that people are so excited for them, right? They're willing to help take pictures and everyone's clapping. So a lot of places to uh, propose. And I do like the spontaneity of them personally. Was something like where the family all jumped in and do you have a specific recollection of one where everyone became a part of the show? We've had a couple scavenger hunts over the years, right? Where you start Ooh, to kind of, you know, layer on a hunt. Um, you know, personally, I was part of one. They were doing a scavenger hunt from the Grand Floridian and they ended up, you know, certainly near the wedding pavilion is kind of that final rose they were handing out that day. It's just fun to see someone transform from what they think is a regular, just wonderful Disney moment and be like, oh, this is the moment, you yeah. know, from that perspective, which is great. So yes, family and friends are definitely joining in and helping out. So many different ways to propose as well. It's in the Hulu family now, so it counts, but Sherry did, uh, uh, was it your en engagement party? That it was a joint bachelor, bachelorette, survivor themed party. <laughs> Wonderful. What a yes. fun event, right? And that's a really trendy thing right now, right? Like there's multiple moments to get to celebrate. So to bring all your besties together and your tribe together for, yes. you know, a bachelorette trip or something of that nature too. Good for you. Was that fun? Oh my gosh. So much fun. The possibilities of, like you said, there's so many parts of the engagement from proposal to engagement through the wedding that you can really celebrate and make your own. So it's so fun to see how everyone does it. 
Um, the other thing that we're seeing too from a trend is people are separating their honeymoon a few months later, separating it out. You know, that was a trend, you know, that we've seen over the last decade because they're typically young, busy professionals. So with a destination wedding, if you will, they may want to separate out that honeymoon to a different time. So those are some of the other things we're seeing. We're also seeing um, people really register, you know, new generations want to register for experiences. They want to register for, you know, to see gift cards and really want it on their terms to really enhance and make that vacation even better, if you will. Oh my gosh, I have a few things to add to my wish list here after <laughs> this conversation. <laughs> Corey, you know, I've been so fortunate to have been able to make some magic with you and your fairy tale weddings team there in Orlando, but I have to hear from you. What's something someone may not know about throwing a wedding at Walt Disney World? One of, I think, my favorite really experiences that we do, and people may or may not know about it, some of our fans will know, but one of my favorite product experiences that we do is actually our wedding portrait sessions. So just imagine, you know, a few days after the wedding, we get the couple up early, bright and shiny, they're all dressed again, and it's just the two of them going in in front of Cinderella Castle, or just the two of them going into Epcot, or just the two of them going into, you know, Disneyland Park. And to me, it's one of the most romantic and fun moments, because you're in there during sunrise you're just there for photos and you know your wedding day is great you're getting all of those photography moments and you're with your guests and you're celebrating but really to have that special moment to go back into one of our parks or in a resort location and just focus on wedding photos and photography is one of my favorite moments that we do and I think it's a lot of fun we typically recommend a couple days later because it is early it is a sunrise product before the park opens but it is worth every moment of getting up early for that day I was going to say those are some very early mornings, but so worth it to have the part to yourself. It's That's right. so, so cool. Was that part of your wedding package, Corey? I want to know. And where did you do the photo? Well, you know, I have not done that product. Maybe that's why I'm so excited about it, right? Um, I was married here at Disney's Fairytale Weddings at the Boardwalk Resort. We did a lovely garden party. It was outdoors in April. The weather was perfect. You know, had a long Roman table and danced and we're outdoors and it was a gorgeous day. So I was lucky to have good weather, which is what you need for an outdoor event. And then you could see a little bit of the Epcot fireworks at the time, just on the horizon. So it was a beautiful nighttime event that I will never forget. Um, it was truly magical. It was simple and elegant. I really enjoyed myself. Oh, that sounds like such a fairy tale. Okay. Well, on the opposite end of the spectrum, we hear a lot about bridezillas, groomzillas, but it feels like a lot of that kind of behavior maybe comes from being nervous. I mean, it's, it's your big day. So what is a secret that you have to help relax soon to be newlyweds? You know what? Planning a wedding is stressful, right? And we hope here at Disney's Fairytale Weddings with all of our expertise and our team helping you on that journey with our one-stop shopping and helping you through all of those resources that we take a little edge off of that stress, one would hope. And you know what? Our goal here is, you know, we call it our BFS strategy. The day of your wedding, we want you to relax and enjoy and enjoy your events, right? We don't want you worried about going at a traditional wedding, maybe not at Disney, signing, you know, trying to pay people and vendors and things of that nature. We want you to enjoy yourself. We take care of all the edges and the trimmings and all of those things. And, you know, it is, it's a lot of stress coming at you planning a wedding, whether it's your family or budgets or what time of year, you know, so we try to help guide where we can to the best of our abilities and help our couples, you know, come through that because we do recognize and I can empathize personally. It is a lot, but the day of the wedding, I think that's where we really shine and really allow people to relax. And I call it our be our guest strategy and the day so that the couples can spend time with their family and friends and really remember that night or day or morning, if you will, for their wedding. Now, we've talked about this before. So 
The wedding pavilion is stunning. And of course, places like our castles and our gardens are favorites for weddings. What would you say are the three most unique places at Disney to get married or even just throw a party? I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> I love it. You know what? One of the places that I really loved, and I and I bring it up because I think anybody listening can go out and take a look at it on our Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings Disney Plus show. Pixar Pier. I mean, the backdrop of Pixar Pier may not resonate to someone, but it was so beautiful at night. And we did a ceremony in the round and it just glistened. And I think that one was really unique and different. So um, with all of the trimmings in the background and all the illuminations there, the other one that I'm really liking too, this one's a little probably out of the ordinary, but also Tower of Terror. I mean, getting married in the courtyard up against that attraction with that old hotel. And then, you know, certainly parting into the night where you can actually ride the attraction. I mean, I think those are things that only Disney's fairytale weddings and only Disney can do. So those two come to mind. Did they like do a drop? Do they go like, I do? Ah. <laughs> they plunge, they take the drop, the plunge. You know, so that's really for attraction for all the guests, if you will. We did marry a mom attraction, I guess. That, that certainly could be exciting. <laughs> but you know what? I think that's what makes it fun. And then I think also like, I mean, even Disney Cruise Line, right? You know, getting married at Wedding Point with, you know, the Disney, you know, dream in your background and on that island. So I think what we're really proud of here is we've got so many diverse locations and what our job is to match the couple's style and their story and who they are and match that up to the best location that matches not only their story, but also their budget and then help them tell that story. Couples today want it all about them and all unique and, and rightly so. So it's our job to help, you know, kind of meld that. And it's fun to mix up cultures and have people bring all of their own authenticity and tell those stories. And that's what really makes it great, whether it's from decor or culinary food and beverage. We've even been brought, you know, some hometown recipes that people oh, like, yeah. or, you know, maybe they want, you know, a specific soup that we serve, you know, in Epcot from France. So that's what makes our job fun is really, how do we make it a reflection of them is truly our goal. What I really need to know is, could I get married if, if that happens at some point and do the dinner in the ballroom at the Haunted Mansion? Is that a thing I want to know? Ooh. I need to know. Oh, well, we have done that over the years. So yes, it have to be before the park opens. Okay. So I think the other thing too is I give our couples a lot of credit. They are getting married at some unconventional timings. If you're getting married <laughs> at Pandora, it is at sunrise, right? Wow. So absolutely. I think, you know, the Magic Kingdom hours run a little bit later. So literally two weekends ago, we did a midnight wedding and it was unconventional. We did the reception first out on Italy, Isola with Harmonious. Then we did the dinner and then we did the wedding. And you know what? It was such a fun day. It was a midnight wedding. We like to call that a Cinderella start. It was oh, a good day. <laughs> I like the Cinderella start. Okay. Cinderella start, right. And the wedding guests were so relaxed and having such a wonderful time. And then we did a cut the cake and uh, first dance. And you know what? It was beautiful. And they ended around 2 a.m. And I think it was all about storytelling and taking those guests on a journey. So I give our couples a lot of credit. We can absolutely do a lot of different things here at Disney. It may not be, you know, literally at seven o'clock. They, they come along on that journey. And I think I was personally blown away by that event and many of the events that we do. But it was a lot of fun. Mm. Oh. So much fun. Um, in my intro to you, I mentioned you helped plan over 500 weddings at Disney. Do you ever hear from those couples you've worked with years ago or keep in touch with any of those couples? 
We do. I think that's what makes myself and our team, um, you know what, they become, you know, kind of, we become part of their family from that perspective. And people come back and bring their children back, right? Like they come and show us their babies. And you know what, we just celebrated, you know, our 30th anniversary in 2021. So we are officially, you know, a little over 30 now for Disney's Fairytale Weddings and Honeymoons. And we are now starting to see people's children come back to get married with us. And that really is a tribute, right? Like, They got married with us and 30 years later, we're starting to see some of those children come back. So that's pretty powerful. And then one of the things that amazes me too, is we have a lot of couples come back and do their vow renewal that got married with us, right? And people are not waiting 50 years, 20 years there. I mean, they're doing it in a year, five years, 10 years. <laughs> I mean, we got married a couple months ago and I'm like, all right, time for my vow renewal at Pixar Pier. <laughs> I literally <laughs> thought of you Pixar Pier over there, Sherry. <laughs> yes. Well, well, Sherry, we, we think will be that? here. We will be here for you. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Uh, and we have a dress to boot for you as well. If you, you know, you can wear your original too, um, which could be fun. I mean, I love new clothes. We'll do <laughs> yeah, pictures. I'll hold a light stand. It'll be perfect. Yes. I just want to be present. And Tony, <laughs> to answer your question, it, you know, it really is a privilege and such an honor for us to, you know, certainly myself included, many couples that I had the privilege of planning their wedding and seeing them come back and also coming to visit us and is really special as well. I love that. Wow. Okay, well, we had Jordan Fisher on the show last fall, and he spoke about his incredible fairy tale wedding. What was it like putting that together? You know what? They are such a beautiful couple, and they are such an authentic, just nice couple. Just like many of our couples, they were in the middle of the pandemic, right? They were in the middle of, okay, we'll move your wedding out, or let's pause the wedding. What do we do? And I give a lot of credit to couples who, over the last two years, in 2022, it'll be one of the busiest years we've ever had in the weddings industry since like, I, you know, don't quote me, but like the early 80s, maybe 84 off the top of my head. So what you're seeing is really couples, you know, kind of come off that sideline and get married. And they were a direct result of that as well. They were originally going to be married with us at Alani, do a beautiful, you know, outdoor garden beach wedding. And it's such a beautiful property and, and very special to both of them. And then they waited and they waited and, you know, Eventually, they said, you know what, we're not waiting anymore, picked up the phone, called us at Disney's Fairytale Weddings and said, hey, we want to be married. I think they gave us less than 60 days, maybe 45. So not a whole lot of a lot of time, but they were just a wonderful couple. And it was a beautiful, again, unconventional event. We did a beautiful dinner prior to and then actually did the ceremony on the backside of the castle in the forecourt there. And it was gorgeous and intimate and it was an intimate gathering and then moved around to the front dinner dance and then a main street vehicle pulled up double decker. Not everyone gets to hear their own song that they sing at the castle. I must say that's a little bit special. Talk about nice people and such a lovely couple and lovely guests. So it was a very intimate group. Off the top of my head, I want to say it was back in maybe November 20th, like near to Thanksgiving. So at that time, though, I will say as magical as the setting was, people were just happy to be together. And that's what we're seeing now, too. The sentiment right now isn't all the bells and whistles and what all can you do. It really is. I think myself included, I think we've all been changed. It's just really being able to be near a select family and friends to be able to celebrate with. Um, So 100%. All right. Well, we love to do Disney favorites. And given, of course, your extensive knowledge about Disney World, we thought we would tailor it a bit to your specialties. Now, of course, we know that everything at Disney Fairytale Weddings is awesome. So we're just looking for your personal favorites on these. So we will not say Disney Fairytale Weddings says this is the best, da 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 da. So just don't want you to worry about that. Most romantic spot to get married. Oof. Most romantic spot to get married. 
I'm going to probably say Disney Wedding Pavilion for a couple of reasons. And the reason that I love Disney Wedding Pavilion is because it's purpose-built. It looks out down the aisle across to Cinderella Castle. There's two favorite moments that I love when watching not only a bride go down the aisle and a couple get married. I love when the doors open and a bride goes down the aisle, but I also love when the wedding guests come, they have no idea that Cinderella Castle is across Seven Seas Lagoon. And to me, that's such a magical moment to see the guests walk in and see the wedding pavilion and go, oh my. And then my other second favorite is to see couples come out. So when you exit out of the wedding pavilion, let's say they decided to do Cinderella's coach, the couple gets into the coach and all their friends and family are clapping, whether it's petals or bubbles, that's my second favorite moment. So I do have a special place for Disney Wedding Pavilion for multiple reasons, but that's why I think it's highly romantic because it is purpose-built and it's hard to beat. Love it. All right. Best restaurant to propose in? Oh, oh, okay. Well, I'm going to say our most popular. I'm going to go with Cinderella's Royal Table. It is our most popular. (laughs) I think they do a great job. I think it's majestic. It's got, it's experiential. It's special. And they, they do a great job um, with our couples. And I think the presentation's great as well. There's so many great places, though. That's a tough one, but I, I'm going to go with that one. Nice. Hey, so post-proposal, ideal bar to toast your engagement. Oh, wow. Okay, so an ideal bar. You know what? I'm going to go to Disney Springs on this one. I am a big fan of Wine Bar, George. I think it's uh, intimate. I think it is decadent. I think it's great for photos. I think it's got some romance to it, as you brought up earlier. But I do think Disney Springs is not only that, but they've got so many places that you can celebrate there and really make a great toast and then make a night of it too to celebrate um, out on the town. I just had lunch at Wine Bar, George, a couple of weeks ago. I do ago, love so. those women. I love the whole view, everything about it. It's great. <laughs> Best attraction to ride as a couple. Oh, well. I would have to say the safari at Animal Kingdom. It's pretty special when you can take you and your guests on that attraction on one of the last rides going in to celebrate your reception at Disney's Animal Kingdom. That's pretty experiential and and pretty special. Mm. So that one I have to definitely say. And then I know I talked about Hollywood Studios earlier with Tower of Terror. That one's obviously a lot of fun too. That could kind of mix up the night for your guests. I think people are surprised that they can actually rent out attractions you know, after the park closes, but I think that is kind of something really unique and different. All right. Well, what about the best Disney park treat to share? Oh, the best Disney park. Oh, this one is a tough one because it's somewhere between for me personally and Mickey bar and a Dole Whip, right? So I don't know which one to go with, right? (laughs) And maybe a churro. I bring up those different flavors because we even have cakes flavored that way because they are such Disney callings. So I guess I answered that with three. Sorry. Dole Whip <laughs> wins again, folks. That's right. That's Although I, it is funny to picture a couple sharing a churro lady in the tramp style. That that could Aww. be interesting. That's exactly what I was picturing. <laughs> All right. Best resort to honeymoon at. Oh my. Best resort to honeymoon at. This one, I'm going to go Alani. I think Alani is magical, majestic, relaxing. I mean, once you've gone there, it is just immersive. So I will have to say it is is definitely a top one in, in my mind and I think in couples' minds as well. But there's so many to choose from, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Alani. And we end every interview with this question. What is your favorite Disney memory? Oh, that one's a hard one to answer. I think I kind of already said it, but it truly is. My own wedding is, is that, you know, 
I think for me, as I look back at over all the years and the privilege of getting to work here is my wedding night was just really special. I just really, you know, really enjoyed it. There's been so many magical moments over the years of being able to make a magical moment for guests or be a part of one. It's just, you know, it's a special company, so there's many, but I am going to go with my own Disney Fairy Tale wedding. Nothing wrong that with that. pretty good magical. memory, Corey. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh. pretty good. Corey, this was amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us, to share some of your stories, share some places where all of us are now going to be rethinking various events, <laughs> new, new things to do, new snacks to try. Mm-hmm. It is great to see you. Congratulations. Yeah, we, we look forward to all being invited to your vow renewal at some point now. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, thank you for letting us, our team, you know, what we do here share. So thank you. It's always a pleasure to get to talk to you. So I appreciate it. Tower of Terror wedding reception, Ah, anyone? Absolutely. I mean, I'm totally in. (laughs) In costume too, Jeffrey. Absolutely required. Oh, yes. I'm in. I like it. I like it. (laughs) Well, everybody, thanks for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, use that hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And for all the latest Disney info, check out D23.com. We'll be back next week with more Disney news and a fantastic guest on an all new episode of D23 Inside Inside Disney. Disney.